0: Robots Radio presents
1: Fresh Tomatoes, the Movie Podcast. Yo, it's the Jimmy Chongas! Oh, they're making
0: a run for the border!
2: Your father and I were lovers. What
0: are your superpowers again? I'm rich. Hey, mommy. Twice. I, 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 I,
3: I made them by hand.
2: <coughs> Let the party begin.
3: Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, the podcast that only has two episodes left for this decade. We're running out of time as time moves slowly and forward onwards to the end of existence. That's Simone LaRue.
1: That's Chad Echowitz.
3: <laughs> and we have a special guest today, Sebastian. Hi. Hey, guys. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. My voice cracked a little bit there. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. No, don't, don't It's only don't an worry. audio
1: medium. It's fine.
3: to be fair you've come onto the right onto the right podcast for that there's nothing professional about us Mm -mm. not one little bit nice that's the way i want to keep it yeah exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) speaking of would you like to tell us uh, tell the people a little bit bit about your podcast
0: sure i uh, host the hidden pixels podcast on the robots radio podcast network like you guys are on and in that show, I go through little, uh, like, side stories you might find in video games. Mm-hmm. Tell them in, like, a narrative way. Oh, cool. So yeah. I tell the story that you might have missed when you're playing through the game because it's in the corner of the map or, like, told in one yeah. stupid book that you didn't pick up. And I do, like, sound effects and voices and make it goofy yeah. and fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's just kind yeah. of like a storytelling
1: yeah. podcast. Yeah. It is really good. Like, um, obviously, listen to a couple episodes, and they're delightful, frankly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome.
0: <laughs> I try I try my best.
3: <laughs> there is something truly ma- magical about sort of the the story telling aspect of a podcast, especially like as you're doing something like if you're falling asleep or going for a run or something, it's just really fun to listen to. Mm. Yeah, it like takes you away like somewhere else where you can just like yeah. zone out mm. from
0: life for about 20 minutes or so. We try not yeah, to yeah. keep them too long, but Long enough just to give you a break from the day.
1: And especially that you just give a yeah. little attention to that that those extra bits of writing that game developers worked long and hard on, and like maybe five percent of the people who play the games actually end up yeah. knowing about.
0: Right, exactly. exactly. Like games like Skyrim or The Witcher 3, yeah. they're like they're so mm-hmm. massive. Yeah. And people put so much effort into it. So it's just like shining yeah. a light on that effort.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I especially appreciated that you went into um Diablo, which like I think that was one of the first PC games I ever played.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I was so happy.
0: <laughs> that was a great one. That was part of our uh, like Halloween special. We were doing mm. kind of like spookier games. So yeah, Diablo and Bloodborne and Dark Souls.
3: Simone's recently actually started playing Witcher 3 and she mm. came across the Pan mission. Uh, So I think she's also got a really nice new appreciation for side missions like that. Because that pan mission is just one of the fucking funniest.
1: (laughs) I love side quests. (laughs) I've always said this. Like, um, if Westworld were, like, a real thing, I would exclusively do all the side quests on Westworld. Like, you know, they show, like, people who are like, oh, I found a treasure map. (laughs) I'd be like, fuck, yeah, show me this fucking treasure map. Let's go like i wouldn't waste time on mm-hmm. prostitutes and like shooting people and whatever like i just want those sweet sweet ridiculous side quests
0: oh it would be like uh, where's simone gone like for like <laughs> yeah.
3: missing over the hills like somewhere
1: yeah exactly <laughs> like, this woman needs help with her frying pan
3: <laughs> she's got a two bedroom house with and a loving husband out in the corner of the of the estuary that she's just started a separate life as a tax accountant now. Uh, and she's just living her best life. <laughs>
0: um, it sounds lovely. It sounds
3: good. I uh I recently, I was, I was just surfing the web, but I recently came across, like, a Skyrim story where this dude, unfortunately, like, he adopted a dog, but the dog kept going on missions with him and get, kept getting, like, attacked by dragons and stuff, so he had to look for a house for it, but the, the, the dog wouldn't stay in the house unless it bonded with a child, and then he tried to find a child, but the child wouldn't accept the dog, so he like, accepted, like, a demon dog, and then he had to get married to get another child to accept the dog, and he's just, like, six... To seven days later, and he still hasn't just returned to questing because of this goddamn dog.
1: Yeah, that's what I would do entirely. I'd never get anything done. Those
3: are the stories we are trying
1: to tell. Long story short, that's what my podcast is about.
3: Completely (laughs) not. Uh, Well, Simone, we've got two episodes left of Mm -hmm. this year. It's very exciting. And this is our final Christmas episode. Yes, it is. What are we covering
1: this week? I think we really got a good cross-section of the kinds of Christmas movies Netflix has to offer. We have one that they kind <laughs> of put effort into, which is Night Before Christmas, and then one that they mm-hmm. kind of, I assume, just fed a bunch of Christmas movies into an AI, and the, and like, the AI spat the script out, which is A Christmas Inheritance.
3: Simone, I will <laughs> attack you with violence <laughs> and the full fury of, of all my might, because you are wrong.
1: As so. You are
3: wrong, Madam... Inheritance is better than Nightmare before uh, the night before Christmas. I promise you that it is such a hot take. That is such a hot take. <laughs>
0: That's what we're all about on
1: this podcast.
0: <laughs> no, night night before Christmas was ten times better. It was. It had a plot. It <laughs> kind of more so. <laughs> I laughed I mean, a couple times.
1: If love and the meaning of Christmas can be considered a plot, like you know, by all means. <laughs>
3: Look, I will admit, Vanessa Hutchins is a babe. Their relationship was exceptional. The fact that they mentioned Aldovia, absolutely perfect. Mm. But Mm. a loving story about a daughter learning the core concepts of her father's business (laughs) and then becoming the CEO is one of the most touching stories I have ever come across. I may or may not have shed a tear at the end when Zeke read that letter.
1: Oh, Christ. Okay. Well, Chad... Um, maybe this is a good time <laughs> to ask what are you drinking?
3: Uh, so I've done uh, my own take on a on a on a traditional uh, Christmas drink, oh which his name has just completely uh, left me. It'll come but back. basically I'm drinking a Irish coffee, but instead of whiskey it's got uh, Amaru- uh, it's got Bailey's and uh, amaretto in it. Ooh. so I'm calling it a a, a bameletto coffee
1: bameletto.
3: <laughs> Banoletta. That sounds delicious. It it is delicious. It's like hazelnutty, but it's got the coffee and then mm. like the nice dairy from the yeah. from the from the Bailey's. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. Okay. And it's very warm and just it's like a hug. It's like a, a beautiful, <laughs> lovely hug. Delightful. Um, and it comes in at a cool seventeen percent. Darn. Yeah. What are you what are you drinking today, Simone?
1: I am also trying to be a little festive but it's hot here so I can't be mm-hmm. drinking warm beverages with alcohol no, in no. so I'm having a whiskey ginger ale. Ooh, very mm-hmm. fancy. Also mainly cuz I bought shit cheap whiskey again oh. cuz I'm too cheap to buy the good stuff. <laughs> I could not drink the whiskey straight so I bought ginger ale so that I didn't have I w- didn't waste my money. Fair.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're being savvy.
1: Yeah. It is called Bonnie and Clyde Whiskey. I did not check the percentage. I hope it's high to make up for the taste.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, I would say it's definitely higher than mine. And Sebastian, are you joining us uh, on the drinking train? What are you drinking today?
0: I am drinking... Crappy hotel uh, decaf coffee from the Keurig, oh. right next to the computer.
1: Well, the working <laughs> man's the working man's whiskey.
3: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets you started at eleven a.m. Right <laughs> after yeah. To be three. fair, it is. <laughs> to be fair, it is eleven a.m. in New York, and you know you are on a business trip. So if you were drinking, you may may get fired. I don't know how it works with you. Probably. I probably shouldn't have audio
0: proof of me drinking No. No.
1: No. Oh, so it's like quote-unquote coffee. I see you.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
3: We've, we've got, <laughs> got your number. <laughs> well, I think I think Simone, it's only fair to let our guest choose which movie he wants us to do first. What do you think? Yeah. In the Christmas spirit of giving. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do let's do Christmas inheritance. Let's get it.
1: Since all. you're so passionate about it, Chad.
3: This is not something that you get out the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is something that will stay with you forever. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'm I'm. Like, to be fair, at this point, I am just doubling down. Like, I enjoyed this movie, and I would say it is better than Night, Me- uh, than Night Before Christmas. I don't love it this much, but I feel like I definitely need to double down now. Uh, So that's what I'm uh-huh. doing.
1: Yeah. This is the hill you are going to die on. Yeah,
3: 100%. <laughs> All right, here we go. <gasps> Ellen Langford, played by El- Eliza Taylor, is the heiress of the Home and hearth-, hearth Gift Toy Company. Started by her father, Jim Langford, played by Neil Crone, and his business part- partner, Zeke, played by Anthony Sherwood. Living in New York, Ellen has built up quite the reputation as the party heiress. She often gets drunk, pulls some ridiculous stunt, and embarrasses the company. After a particular charity event where she vaults herself into a Christmas tree, her father has, has, her father has a stern, stern talk with her about responsibility. See, Jim is planning to retire, so he wants Ellen to take over, but he doesn't believe she understands what the company is about and its core values. Ellen, remiss for her, pe- her past indiscretions, says she'll do anything to prove to her dad that she is responsible enough to run the company. After a moment's thought, Jim decides to send Ellen back to where it all began. Every year, Jim and Zeke exchange the Christmas letters they have been sending each other since the company's beginning back in 1981. All the Christmas letters are kept in a big box, and this year it's Jim's turn to send a letter to Zeke. Usually, this is done by hand, so Jim tasks Ellen with traveling to Snow Falls and handing the letter uh, and hand delivering the box to Zeke as sort of her first act as CEO. But there's some rules first. Ellen is allowed to know credit cards, she isn't allowed to tell people her real name, and also she can't take any money other than $100, which is the same amount of money that Jim and Zeke had when they started the company. Ellen agrees to do this, thinking it will be a quick round trip and she'll be back by t- by Christmas to enjoy a trip to Maui with her fiancé, Grey Pittman played by Michael Xavier. As you can imagine, she's vastly underprepared for this. She doesn't know how riding the bus works, She doesn't bring any warm clothes, she, and she, see, she doesn't seem to know how to act around normal people. When she arrives in Snow Falls, she runs into Jake Collins, played by Jake Lacey. At first, they don't see eye to eye, but as the movie continues, they get closer and closer. Ellen finds out that Zeke has disappeared off into the mountains without any way of contacting him. So until he gets back, she just has to hang around and get to know the locals. Sometime later in the movie, as Ellen is starting to realise that giving is good and helping your fellow man and being kind is actually really fulfilling, she and Jake start to fall in love. They're about to kiss when Ellen stops him, remembering that she is in fact engaged. Later, Jack apologises, saying that uh, that she has been totally upfront with her and honest the whole time, and it was his fault for trying to make a move. Remember, he doesn't know who she really is, so this makes her feel hella awkward. At this time, Gray arrives in town. He sees how close Ellen and Jake have become and throws a bit of a hissy. He's just like he's just like Ellen was when she first arrived at Snow Falls—obnoxious, materialistic—and he believes everyone is beneath him.
1: I'm gonna fight for this guy. I hope you know. Like once you get through the plot synopsis, I'm fighting for this now. Oh,
3: what what is wrong with you? You're taking the <laughs> wrong things from this movie, and it's making me so mad. Ah. So Gray has come to take Ellen back to New York so they can go on their trip. Although Ellen protests, saying that she has to deliver her handlet, uh, she has to hand deliver the letters. She eventually acquiesces because Gray is a jerk and won't take no for an answer. Okay. He's a jerk, Simone. Mm. Jake later <laughs> walks into a bar where Gray is drinking, and as you can guess, he uh, Gray accidentally reveals who Ellen really is. Jake, for some inexplicable reason, is pissed off about this and refuses to help Ellen with the letters. On the car ride home, Ellen realises that this isn't what she wants and that she hates Grey. She gives him back the ring and catches the bus back to Snow Falls. There, she confesses her love for Jake and, he- uh, and tells him he's sorry. I think Jake apologises, but I'm not actually 100% sure. And it wouldn't actually surprise me if he didn't, because let's face it, women are always wrong. Um, and uh, that's that's sort of how it works with this one. Um, at the same time, Zeke reveals himself stating that it was her father's orders to let her get uh, to to let her get to know the people of snowfalls and the true heart of their company. only then could she get Uncle Zeke's blessing as the new CEO he does and she does and she also gets the guy the end Merry Christmas <laughs> beautiful Thank you Merry Christmas one um, and all
1: Chad before we start what's your what's your cliffhanger?
3: okay and I, th- I this is the only fault of the movie, the singular oh. fault of this oh. movie. Oh. And it's this clip now
2: on your way.
1: I guess so. Did you hear from Zeke? Phone call, anything?
2: Sorry, nothing. Okay. Well.
1: If you could just give him this when you. uh, When you see him.
2: Yeah, I can't, sorry. What? Why? It's like the sign says, management will not be responsible for valuables. And to the people in this town, these Christmas letters are pretty damn valuable. Here's your bill. Now, is your fiance gonna pay for this? Or should I just send an invoice directly to Home and Hearth Gifts? You know. Yeah. We may not have cell service here, but we do have the internet. Looked like that tree put up quite a fight. Jake. Hey, you know what? Let's just forget this whole thing, huh? We ought to be honored that New York City's party heiress decided to stay at our little inn. Jake, I never wanted to lie to you.
1: I just couldn't tell
2: anyone. Please, you have to understand. Oh, yeah. No, I understand. Totally. You know, uh, this is why I left New York. Because of people like you.
3: Like... Okay, he has no reason to be mad. It would be, like, on the TV show Secret Millionaire, yeah. if when the millionaire revealed himself on all the staff just went, no, that's fucking bullshit. How dare you get the fuck out? Like, it would be the exact same kind of attitude is, is that. And it, it, it perplexed
1: him. He's, like, so angry. He's like, you lied. And she's like, yes. Like, I don't understand <laughs> like, he's it's such an overreaction and she's like this is all my fault
3: yeah i don't i don't get that at all really like it doesn't I,
0: erase everything she's been doing in the town
3: like
1: yeah like, <laughs> i don't know yeah. <laughs> her motives were still i think very clear yeah,
3: yeah exactly <laughs> and it's all for a good reason why she didn't tell people yeah. who she was right <laughs> Uh.
1: (laughs) Okay, so let me talk. Let me talk about her (laughs) her poor fucking fiancé.
3: What, Grey the Pitts Pitman?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this fucking guy, he's got this cute fiancé. She's like, hey, I know that we had a bunch of plans over the holidays, like most couples do, but now my dad randomly wants me to do this thing that makes no sense, and I can't really explain it to you. And he's like... I mean, okay, do you. She then makes no attempt to contact him. He has to get a hold of her on the hotel phone, which she could have done. <laughs> And she's like, Oh, yeah, like, I'm sorry, I can't go. Um, And he's like, Okay, like, you know, you didn't really let me know about this. So I guess I'll have to make a plan about the Christmas party that you said you'd go to. And she's like, Yeah, you'll have to like he's being a dick about it. (laughs) And then so then he's still not hearing anything from his fucking girlfriend. He shows up, she is like, intimately hugging this dude. And he's like, fine, weird, not cool, whatever then she's like, you know what, babe, like, I'm so busy with like the town stuff, because I've been in this town for two days. And like, you know, I'm really settled here. And so she's like, you go take a nap. She does not warn him about the whole family (laughs) staying in their hotel room. She's like, you just nap. Like, (laughs) and then he's supposed to look like some asshole because he goes to the bar for a drink, even though like, what the fuck else is he supposed to do? And he's like... (laughs) I'm not saying he was always nice to her when he's like, oh, you'll never be like these people or like, oh, they're just like some hicks, like not nice. But at the same time, he's like, (laughs) (laughs) what is this? And then he's like, hey, we're going to miss this vacation we paid for because presumably he worked hard all year. And maybe he feels like he deserves a little trip to Hawaii, which he totally does. Like, he's not a fucking heiress. And she's like, no, but I really need to deliver this letter. And he's like, I mean, do you? (laughs) (laughs) and she's like yes you're such a jerk and but she still gets in the car (laughs) because all he wants to do is go on the vacation he paid for (laughs) this poor fucking guy takes so much shit (laughs) because suddenly his fucking fiance is like i want to be like the common folk
0: i i will also add they had wi-fi at the hotel
1: yeah like,
0: yeah. why isn't anybody connected to the Wi-Fi on their phones? Yeah. Just send them a text.
1: Just, like, <laughs> WhatsApp him, FaceTime him.
3: Yeah, there, to be fair, she could have WhatsApped him, FaceTimed him, Discord, Viber. Anything. Fucking WeChat. Yeah, there are... <laughs> There's there's a million ways. Like, genuinely, she could have even just created a YouTube video saying that she's alive. I will give you that. And I will give you, I will concede that that whole part of the movie is completely insane. Because, yes, (laughs) if I saw my girlfriend with, like, all over this other guy, and this other guy is all over my girlfriend, I'm gonna have a problem. Agreed. Fine. I will concede that. But he's a douche, she's just trying to understand the company, it's very heartfelt, the whole point of her doing the letters is that she understands what home and hearth gifts are all about, and you can't do that if you just post the letters. (laughs)
1: Look.
0: (laughs) Strong feeling. Strong I mean,
1: just between the three of us, who among us hasn't seen the appeal of a tall, high-cheekboned man in flannel? <laughs> no one here.
3: <laughs> no one can raise their hands, yeah. Damn it.
1: A man w- whose whole personality is big, like, surly but kind?
3: Yeah. Did did everyone else feel that he was a discount Ben Affleck?
1: Oh, hot take. I Now I do see it, though. Do you see it?
3: Yeah? Yeah. yeah. A little bit. He
0: looked like, he reminded me of, um... And maybe because he was just in the office in the later seasons, but Jim from the office, John Krasinski a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I see that yeah. a little too. Yeah. But I love how like for these movies they always manage to find the bl- the like the blandest, <laughs> blue-eyed Blunt. personality-less men for yeah. these roles.
0: No, he was, he was. He was, and he he was a stand-in for any other like attractive men And like yeah. all yeah. the attractive men in flannel was why I moved to New England. But it doesn't <laughs> mean that they shouldn't have a personality. But
3: yeah, I will. I will concede on that point as well. Just these two points, of course, um, is the fact that there was. I think there was such a disparity in like the 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 dialogue here because no one really had a personality except for maybe Gray mm-hmm. because they were all just terrible people, just like <laughs> non people, just paper people with no feelings or emotions, and so there's like massive gaps in dialogue of just boring dead air um, because you have you have people who aren't real emotion emotionful people.
0: Yeah, nothing was based in reality. I literally wrote I took scattered notes just to remind <laughs> myself of what happened <laughs> And halfway through one of the pages I just write in big letters this is not enjoyable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why we actually stopped taking notes while we watch the movie because yeah, yeah. they all kind of boil.
0: Uh. this this just isn't fun right also
1: the whole trope of like she's rich so she doesn't know how to do human things is like so fucking painful like are you telling me this girl's like never watched a movie or read a book
2: like when she's like
1: did you want me to separate the eggs by weight or by color i was like fuck off there's no way
3: okay to be fair, in her defence, in 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 her defence, this movie paints her badly for no apparent reason. Yeah. The opening scene of this film is so bonkers because all she's trying to do is get more money for the charity. Yeah. Just showing sure. how much of a, flora- a philanthropist she is, and all she accidentally does is get fucked up because someone calls out her name. She sticks <laughs> the landing. Then someone interrupts her th- her thought process and she yeah. bails. So that's not on her.
1: Sure. I would say her main crime is just being like really clumsy all the time, Mm -hmm. which again, not a common trope in a lot of these movies. It's so weird (laughs) that they include that trope.
0: (laughs) Why she was with Grey to begin with, because I picked that up that uh, that up as well. Like she's just trying to raise money. She goes, she wants to like reinvent herself, but they didn't show enough of.
3: Her being the party girl, I think. Yeah. No, exactly.
1: Like, and then you also don't really know, again, yeah, why she and Grey are together at all. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, yeah, mm. you do you, but like, you have no idea what they talk about otherwise. Right. No. We,
0: we only see him berating her because she took this impromptu vacation.
1: Yeah, which, you know, again, fair enough.
3: True. Well,. Not fair enough. I'm sorry. She's trying to own a company. She's trying to get ahead of the game here. All right. It's hard enough for a woman in in in, in <laughs> modern business. She's just trying to do her best. I I think she's made completely justified in what she's doing
1: by catering um, to her father's very extremely specific whims. <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. Bike. You do. You will do anything to be the CEO of that multi multi million dollar company. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll face that delivering some letters oh easy.
1: Can't she just do like a fucking like business management course or like
3: <laughs> look that would have made more sense. I'm not saying that it's not <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not saying that the delivery of the letters was the best decision. <laughs> It wasn't the wisest move. <laughs> it's like the crappiest version of, like, the
0: Apprentice Christmas special.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're like, yes, now that you know the true meaning of, of, of Christmas, you can run this multi-million dollar company.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All that you've seen her do, to, uh, doing with the company, is redesigning the logo. So she's more in, like, sort of the marketing department than yeah. actually sort of management.
1: Which, you know, bless her heart. <laughs>
3: you think
0: that if she was uh the owner's son he would make her do all this or he'd just be like oh here are the keys don't worry about it
1: Ooh, hot take (laughs) oh i know (laughs) patriarchy strikes again there
0: there it is (laughs) (laughs) the real me of christmas
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably or he'd be like he'd be like yeah it's like this fucking letter thing like you can just drop it at reception it's fine (laughs) like
3: yeah i reckon I reckon that would have been the case, and the, and 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 what's his name, J- Jake would have just been like, oh yeah, that's fine. You can just leave him here. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, so yeah. chilled. <laughs> <laughs> well then, you two heathens, you two, you two anti-Christmases, you you two Grinches. Mm-hmm. What did you enjoy about the movies, you horrible people?
1: You know, I think there is something very comforting about the reliability of these plots, right? Like you know exactly what's going to happen once the movie starts. You know that she's lost yeah. a parent because they all have lost a parent. That's how they're sympathetic. You know that the handsome blue-eyed man who hits her suitcase with the car is going to be the love interest. You know her fiance is going to be. Asshole. Like, you know, it's just very comforting and there's great lots of Christmas carols in this. That's
3: so many Christmas carols.
1: Okay, that's fun. There's they try to make backstories tragic. They're not. That's also pretty fun. Like (laughs) you just have to roll with this movie. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that.
3: (laughs) It's definitionally a Christmas movie. Like, that's all it is. It is like you said at the beginning, just you know, cookie-cutting pieces of other Christmas movies and putting them into one
2: mm.
3: yeah the music did stand out to me I did like that but they're yeah, Christmas okay. carols like different takes I
0: also was tr- spent like a stupid amount of time while watching the movie trying to figure out where it was like where it was located <laughs> because I'm in New York I'm from New England I'm yeah, like
1: yeah, yeah, where that.
0: exactly is this and the <laughs> accent all over the place
1: Yeah,
0: of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the guy the main guy had a Canadian accent but I couldn't tell like, Ooh. to see. He kept going. I in mean,
1: and... in all fairness, he didn't say sorry once.
3: That's
0: true. It's true. No. <laughs> or boot. How about that?
1: Boot.
3: They did say they were from, like, really high up north. So I don't know if that, like, yeah. Alaska, Canada. Could have been if they're from New York.
0: Westchester County. Right above. Right above the city. Yeah. <laughs> if you say
3: so. Yeah, we'll, 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 uh... Defer to your your better knowledge.
1: <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah, totally. You could say the name of any place, and I'd be like, oh, of right? course.
3: Yeah, you could you can make it up,
1: <laughs> like they did, because this place was called Snow now, Falls. Now,
3: guys, that is clever, because snow also falls. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Tell me more. Right. So, so it's snow falls. Right. It's like falls is like the like like a like a like a waterfall. Right. That's why it's called falls. <laughs> but then also it's a verb for like. Falling from from a thing that moves from a place of oh height to a place of lowness, and also snow does that thing,
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, so it's it's a double entendre plus Christmas and snow.
1: Uh-huh. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for that. See,
3: you guys didn't get that. This is why you didn't like the movie because you guys are just you didn't get the the mm. nuance.
1: Mm, the nuance.
3: <laughs> Did you know? And this is because I was looking up the trivia for this movie. They uh, they recorded this. They they filmed this in in spring. And so there was hardly any snow, so what they did to make up the remaining snow was to use shaving cream.
1: Oh no. That must have smelled special.
3: Just menthol everywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So then, like, no grass grew in that small town that whole year. Like, it just poisoned the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Snow
3: snowfalls. Yeah, snowfalls has fallen. Okay, well, let's let's ask Sebastian. What uh, if there was a scene that could have saved this movie for you? What would that scene have been? Oh God. Uh,
0: so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I would have seen I would have liked to seen more. Like I said before, like of her, like having more of a transformation. Because from the get go, she's already giving. It's already there. So yeah. she doesn't yeah. like go through any process. All she has to do is get rid of gray by at some point and then she's fine yeah and figure it all out so the challenge itself of like her getting over past lifestyle i'd like to see a little bit more of that yeah
1: yeah yeah true there wasn't much development it was like it was in her all along Yeah, and like i think the vaguest character development around her realizing that maybe she was acting out because her mom died which like
0: yeah It was so random too it was kind of like she threw it in
3: there she's like oh yeah and my mom died when i was 16 it's like (laughs) okay jesus that scene is also especially like special just purely because she's like oh yeah my mom died and then he's like should we kiss now he is (laughs) quite a creep in the dark woods
1: (laughs) is that not the appropriate reaction
3: I think that's what I'm gonna do for all of time now. If someone tells me a sad story, I was like, is this is this where we kiss?
1: <laughs> Someone's gonna reveal their trauma to you and... <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> Your face. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's not weird. <laughs> 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 how about you Simone is that your, also your scene that could have wanted... saved it or or you know is there something else wrong with this perfect movie
1: I just wanted some aspect of the love interest's personality to be clear like I know his whole thing is he's like oh, surly but kind but like yeah. It's so random. Like, sometimes he's, like, the nicest, chillest guy, and he's, like, joking with people. And then whenever he's talking to her, he's, like, such a dick. Um, yeah, no, he's an But, asshole. like, and they're, like, oh, it's because his heart was broken. But it's, like... I don't understand. And then, like, he's so mad at her when he finds out that she was lying about her last name for a very legitimate reason. (laughs) He's so angry. And then the moment she shows him she's not engaged anymore, he's like, well, I guess we'd better make out or whatever. Like, the whole, like, his whole emotional journey through this is fucking baffling.
3: Yeah, it is. It is. Maybe it's not a story of Christmas. Maybe it's a story of a, a poor... Poor lady who has to go through the really abusive relationships in her life from her father making her do shit she doesn't want to do to a fiance <laughs> making her do shit she doesn't want to do to the new guy in her life who just flips between being super nice and kind yeah. to being an absolute dickhead.
1: In the sequel, does she just realize she doesn't need no man and like <laughs> she runs the She's... business really well? Yeah,
3: how Ellie got her groove back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I sincerely hope that's the name of the sequel.
3: She she sells off the business and runs a farm with her special friend Deirdre. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: boom, book it.
3: I'd pay good Next money. Christmas. I've, okay, I've got to I've got to change a few scenes of my sequel that I'm writing. But I think we, we we'll be safe. I can keep I can salvage <laughs> most of the pages. We're good. It seems like they wrote this in two weeks, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's generally Two weeks,
1: I think, is a bit... Mm. <laughs>
3: that's about... That's how long it took them to to, ref- uh, to record Bet On It from uh, High School Musical <laughs> 2. So that's, uh, you know, that's the sort that's of That's our sort frame. of measure
1: of time <laughs> in this podcast is, oh, this took three Bet On It's.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's um, That's metric. legit. <laughs> that's legit. <laughs>
1: uh, there was yeah. one thing.
0: Can I bring this up? They... <laughs> The baby in all of those scenes, did you guys pick up on that, how it was just crying constantly?
1: And definitely not a real baby. Like, when the lady walks in carrying the baby, and it's clearly, like, a snowsuit stuffed (laughs) with stuffing, because she's holding it at such a weird angle that you would never hold a child at.
0: By the
3: arm, over her shoulder. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) She's like, ugh.
3: (laughs) And then it's great because, like, as she as she hands it over to, to Ellen, it's just, like, immediate, like, it doesn't even just, like, calm down. It's just, like, wha wah, wah. And that's it. Like, it's not a case <laughs> of it just calms down. It's like, well, that was clearly fake. And they're
0: showing the baby's face. And, like, the baby's fine. The baby's just chilling there. Yeah. And they're like, no, this is the
3: most subset baby ever.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this baby is so annoyed. Good. Yeah. What is your scene that could have saved it?
3: Right. So apart from it being a perfect movie, I would have just loved to see her, <laughs> ha- uh, to, for Ellen to have more turmoil about leaving Grey. Yeah, Like after the first kissing scene... And, like, I want to see her, like, really going through the emotions of being like, well, I love this man, I'm engaged to this man, but is it because I'm on, like, a weird holiday fling? Is this actually going to last if we do this for real? Is it all just, you know, because it's Christmas? You know, is she... Like, that relationship doesn't feel sustainable. No. And, you know, so, so what... I, I just would have loved to see her deal with that better.
1: Especially, like, her... Her main gripe with him is, like, oh, he doesn't believe that I can blend in with the common folk. Yeah. Like, that's literally it. <laughs> He's like, you're very rich. Like, you're not like them. Like, you've grown up completely different. Which they yeah. spend the whole movie showing. Like, they spend the whole movie showing how she can't do stuff mm. normal people can do. <laughs> but she's, like, so mad about it. She's like, hmm, I can't sell. So. But... <laughs>
0: she, she strong-armed a lot of local businesses into donating expensive goods to this cause.
1: yeah. yeah. So all she's really showed is she's good at, like, extorting people. To be fair,
3: Sebastian, you you say the word strong-arm, but I think with that tech guy especially, it showed how much of her strong-arming it is, where she just went, oh, come on, and he gave her a Mac
1: like I wish I could do that. I
3: yelled at the computer at that scene. It was like no <laughs> fucking way. <laughs> that guy, like she walked in, she starts talking to me. He's like, no. She just talks some more. He tells her like basically to fuck off. Then she goes, come on, and he's like, nah, all right, fine. You convinced me.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, she's good. She's good.
3: <laughs> oh my word. So would you guys watch this film again, even though I think I know the answer? Would you watch it again? No!
1: I feel like I've watched this film a million (laughs) times with all the other Christmas films I've watched.
3: Sebastian, would you watch it again? I'll
0: watch the sequel that we're we're currently writing. I will not watch it
1: again. (laughs) Would you, you, Chad?
3: Yes, one hundred percent I will watch this again. (laughs) It's
0: delightful.
3: It's so delightful.
1: Snowfalls is a
3: wonderful place. And they're wonderful people. Zeke is a (laughs) fucking treasure. He doesn't put on, like, a fake Santa beard. It looks like it's glued on professionally. Like, that's not just your $2 one. That's a proper fucking beard. You guys, it's a great movie.
1: (laughs) Do you just, like, secretly in your heart want to move to a a small town in America, super far north, and... You know, just embrace the Christmas spirit every year. Is that just like so, your secret desire in your heart, Simone? I can be the
3: blue-eyed, personalityless, flannel-wearing guy. <laughs> that is it's what the
1: I'm role born you were for. made for.
3: <laughs> Whatever,
1: guys.
0: I, I've been to towns like this. That, that is exactly how they're like. That it was a okay. it was picture perfect. It was they oh. got it. They nailed it. See, so
1: I don't know if you're lying or not. Like I'm believing you ten thousand percent. Yeah.
3: Yeah, 100%. See, like that. <laughs> sign me up. I'll be there tomorrow. That sounds perfect. What a life.
1: <laughs> and I assume it's Christmas all year long. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Five days before
3: Christmas and Christmas and then we start again. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant.
1: Oh, beautiful, perfect. There shaving cream
3: for miles. Oh, the smell of menthol in the, the air. The <laughs> smell. And no living creature.
1: <laughs> so many clean shaven men.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to do. You just pick it up off the side street and just like put it on your face <laughs> and you're gold.
0: <laughs> Hi. I'm Sebastian Nazaro, and I'm inviting you to the Hidden Pixels Podcast, a show exploring those gaming stories you might have missed on your first playthrough. Whether it's a side character's dark past, or a small piece of information that changes the entire fictional universe, I'd like to share with story lovers and gamers alike. From Nintendo to Bethesda to your favorite indie games, we're looking at all different types of series to find these hidden stories. So join us every two weeks on the Hidden Pixels podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcatcher. I can't wait to share these stories with you.
2: Thanks! Rated M for Mature. Because we don't believe in scripted advertisements, we're going to do this raw.
0: I'm regretting this decision.
2: No, you're not... This is the DL Weekly Gaming News. There's nothing to regret here, because it's your source for everything in the gaming world every week. We bring it to you unscripted, unfiltered. That's why it's rated M for mature, right, Brenna?
1: Among many, many other reasons.
2: I am one of your hosts, Jameson.
1: And as he already said, I am Brenna, the other glorious part to this quality podcast
2: you can find us every week wherever you listen to your podcasts at dl gaming news and you can also find us on instagram and twitter if you want some gaming news in your social media feed every day at dl gaming news
1: and uh you can find us individually if you really really truly want to see our faces i am at dl underscore mother goose
2: and i'm at dl jameson and this was an advertisement go fuck yourselves
3: Right, go on then. Tell me about your dumb movie. (sighs) I'm not mad.
1: Thanks, Chad. So I didn't really write a synopsis for this because I didn't see much of a point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to wing it. Sir Cole, played by Josh Whitehouse, is a 14th century knight. Uh, One day, while he is helping his brother prepare to also be knighted, he runs into an old crone. (laughs) (laughs) played by ella kenyon the old crone tells him that because he was so kind to her she is going to send him on a quest and he is going to encounter all sorts of crazy things and once he completes the quest he can come back home he's like what are you talking about and then is immediately transported to present day christmas there he is almost immediately hit by a car driven by Brooke played by Vanessa Hudgens. Brooke is a school teacher who teaches, I think, science, and she's yeah. trying to get over an ex who cheated on her, and she's just having a rough go of it. She feels really bad that she hits her coal with her car. She thinks that the whole like thing where he's talking about being a 14th century night is because of a head injury. She offers to let him sleep at the guest house of her very beautiful home. <laughs> what follows is a lot of high drinks and misunderstandings because, you know, he's a 14th century knight and he doesn't get modern life. He meets her sister, Madison, played by Emmanuel Cherqui. Uh He meets her sassy little niece, Claire, played by Isabel Franca. He s- rescues her from falling through some ice. Obviously, the two fall in love eventually, and it turns out that that was his quest all along. He kisses Brooke, realizes he loves her, and gets transported back to 14th century England so that he can watch his brother, Sir Joffrey, played by Harry Jarvis, get knighted. But then he realizes that he actually wants to be back with Brooke. So he asks the old crone very nicely. She says, heck yeah. He goes back. (laughs) The two live happily ever after. I think he becomes a police officer. And we're set up very nicely for a sequel with his brother. The end.
3: What's your, what's your cliffhanger? It's
1: gotta be where he's, it's this one.
2: Hello. There's no time to be outside without shelter. You're a handsome
3: young knight. Pray you help one as beauteous as myself.
2: So-called Christopher Frederick Lyons at your service. Where are you headed? Back to the castle, it seems time for me to give up the hunt. I can take you as far if you like. Your younger brother, Geoffrey is to be knighted this Christmas day. Isn't that so? Yes. <laughs> we must get you out of the cold. You can ride my horse. I'll lead the way.
3: Mm. Because of your kindness, I'll tell you this. The quest you have searched for long and hard these many years begins this day. You shall travel to faraway lands to see things undreamed of. Flying steel dragons and horses. Magic
1: boxes The best boxes thing is that on the <laughs> <Mary. laughs> <laughs> she's referred to as Old Crone. That's insane.
0: So. Like, when Where she turned exactly around, this I was like, to? wait, what? This is the Old Witch? And I thought they were going to bring it up. Like, maybe at some point they'll mention, oh, yeah, she's like, she's just an old woman or anything. And repeatedly called her the Old Old <laughs> the Crone. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: yeah, like.
3: It, it's baffling because she she's quite a hottie.
1: She's not like, that in old. In the Crone
3: kind of worlds. You know, ten out of ten would bang. Oh. So like it's it's very confusing. In the old crone world, I preface <laughs> this. Uh, okay, calm down. Okay.
1: Uh, okay.
3: But Simone, Simone, tell tell the people what you said to me <laughs> via text like two days ago.
1: I was just carrying myself because when she like disappears into the mist, he's like, Old crone? Old crone and that's if I, if my friends lose me at a bar or anywhere, that's how I want them to call for me. <laughs> I want them to <laughs> <call>. Old, Crone?
3: <laughs> Old Crone?
1: Old Crone. Old <laughs> Crone. I just, and then especially that he keeps tapping on the one lady's shoulder being like, Old Crone? And it's not yeah. her. <laughs> and eventually the other Santa is like, dude, you've got to stop calling my wife that.
3: <laughs> it's so Adorable. good. Adorable. It's brilliant. Okay. So my biggest problem with this movie, right, they are 700 years apart sort of time-wise temporarily they're 700 years apart they at that basic basis don't even speak the same language no all right let alone the same customs and beliefs and things he Mm. comes through he sees a woman in a skirt he's gonna fucking stone her to death this whole movie is based (laughs) on an insane premise that makes no sense the,
1: the historical accuracy is not but yeah i was like this is a very progressive Nights! He's just rolling with the punches. Like, he doesn't understand a fucking car radio, but he's like, oh yeah, women can wear pants now, that's cool.
3: <laughs> he sees an African-American man and doesn't fucking murder him? That's <laughs> yeah. amazing in itself.
1: <laughs> doesn't call him something wildly offensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: He did say wench, but then he apologized
3: very
1: nicely. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she did explain immediately, like, you can't... <laughs> mm. To
3: which to which if, he, if if she had spoken back to him like that he has every right to beat her to death now <laughs> in, in terms of what he his, his chivalry and religion says so that kind of confused the shit out of me
0: the gritty remake of this movie is going to be highly entertaining in a way. Oh, yeah, historically just angry accurate at all, all the
1: women back. he encounters <laughs> and the men
3: he just smells terrible because he's never showered in his life. I was his wondering that through it's higher first half of the movie. I was like
0: he needs
3: a bath now. And then he eventually took one, but I'm like he must reek.
1: Especially like his <laughs> first plan of action was to like hunt a skunk through the snow.
3: Yeah. Oh man. Okay, but yeah, look, this movie is quite delightful. Apart from that massive plot hole, which kind of defeats the whole purpose, it is quite a delightful movie. The fact that it's in the same world as Aldovia, that Mm. made me really happy. So, Sebastian, and for all of our other listeners who don't know what Aldovia is, uh, there is another trilogy of Christmas movies called The Christmas Prince, uh, A Christmas Prince Royal Wedding and A a, a Christmas Prince Royal Baby, which we did Mm -hmm. cover last week. Um, But basically, there's a town called Aldovia. It's very posh. It's It's Country. Sorry, sorry, country called Aldovia, good lord. And and uh, basically they get the acorn, it's like a big symbol in Aldovia is the acorn, and uh, it was quite beautiful yeah. to see that. I really loved that.
1: You know, I just, I love knowing that all this crazy shit happens in the same universe. <laughs> the Netflix Christmas
0: universe, it's like the yeah. N.C.U. The N.C.U., <laughs> I yeah. think it's a little,
1: <laughs> a little dystopian.
0: Everybody's so, a little too cheery.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, like, a little too sad about yeah. their breakup.
3: <laughs> Everybody so, uh, feels feelings. Aldovia and, and this happened in the same universe. Technically, Bright, uh-huh. Bright and uh, Eli would have also sort of potentially happened in the same universe oh,
0: as
1: this, okay. because
3: they're all NCU. So, it's a weird fucking town. What a weird world. Yeah.
1: Lots of magic. People
0: are okay with it. Yeah, they just, like, accept it. It's like, yeah. just because you can't comprehend. What yeah. was the quote? <laughs> can't comprehend yeah. it doesn't mean it's not real or something. Yeah, yeah. true. Well said. I was like, great. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. Look at him. He's taking notes during the movies. he's I doing I VR, did all of
0: my homework. Own podcast. <laughs> he, he does not better than we do.
1: If you could please not show us up on our own show, that would actually be great.
0: If I've done that, my job's done. Alright, see you guys. <laughs>
1: see you next week. That's all you do now, just guest on other podcasts and do their podcast better.
3: I think... We should get Sebastian and Raquel to uh, to do the podcast and we can just take take a bit of a break.
1: Yeah, we can just take over.
3: Because they, yeah. they they would be so much uh, better than us.
1: They'd be so much better than us. People would actually not want us to come back.
3: <laughs> no, as soon as I'm
0: responsible for anything, things are going to go to hell.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
3: Plus, you got to remember <laughs> you have to watch two terrible movies every single week. And that that alone turns people way off.
1: That's a burden, yeah.
0: The premise the premise of the podcast is kind of a burden
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we, feel we think so too <laughs> at this point we are frodo lying on the on the doorstep of mount doom just going i can't remember the taste of bread or the feel of wind against my skin
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there are no eagles coming to save you though you are you are there, you are
2: stuck there. <laughs>
3: But it's it's people it's people like you who are our Samwise Gamgees who come and carry us forward. And we appreciate you so much.
1: Carry the Lord. (laughs) Carry the Lord. (laughs) My flawless northern accent. I know, Chad.
3: It was beautiful. It was stunning. And I think I might make that my ringtone from now on.
1: Carry the Lord. Okay, I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) Okay, I feel like we've definitely, we've gone on the longest of tangents (laughs) for this one. Alright, explain yourselves then. Why is this movie better, in your opinion, to Christmas Inheritance?
1: I mean, the acting alone. The fact that not everybody in this is, like, (laughs) a massive dick. Like, everybody's actually very charming and nice, and you cheer for them the whole way through... I mean Vanessa Hudgens alone. Oh, Her outfits in this, she always looks incredible. Every single, every single scene, yeah. I was just like, "Oh my god, what is she yeah. wearing?" Where can yeah, I what get? she
3: wears to that Christmas party is bomb. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. People have personalities. Yeah. I laughed a couple times, like I said during this. Like I, mm-hmm. I found the night funny. I know it's the the over, like it's it's overdone. The I'm a man yeah. out of the time. Like what's a refrigerator? But
1: yeah,
0: I, I still yeah. chuckle. I thought it was
3: good.
1: I think the actor managed to make it, like, just charming yeah. enough. Yeah, and he, he
3: also, he felt like a a, a discount Robert Patterson to me. <laughs> so we've got discount everyone's in this episode. I mean, you gotta. You gotta. But yeah, it was it was really fun, and their dynamic between them was, like, it made a lot more sense yeah. <laughs> than, El- than Ellen and, and Jake. Like, they actually kind of clicked, they had more in common... Mm. Even though they were seven hundred years apart, but yeah, it was just it was just really fun. Also, that scene where he apprehends the thief with the sword—shit, son—that son. was insanity. It was so good.
0: <laughs> Again, another great scene for the gritty re- remake. Like arms are flying yeah. off, the guy's oh, can yeah, up. it's gonna be great.
1: <laughs> when he does, he does go like. So should he be allowed to keep his hands? And everyone's like, yes. yes. <laughs> Even the lady whose purse he just stole is like, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think in my mind, and maybe that's just because of my background, but I would have loved to see this become like a, like a legal procedure movie where he takes her car and drives and kills someone. And then the rest of the movie is then spent in court because he murdered someone. With the car
1: you would want it to <laughs> turn into a courtroom drama
3: definitely a law school question i think i've seen that one <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> a time traveler from the 14th century is driving a,
3: a camaro <laughs> oh if that's not in my criminal law exam in may i'm gonna be sorely disappointed <laughs> you write it in write in the question yeah, gonna... <laughs> write in an answer <laughs> yeah i'll change I'll, it. Yeah, I'll change i'll scribble out some one of the guy's names and just call him sir cole and he's also from the 14th century be beautiful. Oh goodness me.
0: There the one thing about the plot that I like kept noticing is that like the cops the cop was like super nice and a great character, but he was terrible at his job. Oh yeah, she like, yeah. yeah. ran him over and he was just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, come on to the station with me. Like, oh, let's go. Oh, he can stay at your house now that you've tried to kill him. Like, what do uh, I didn't understand.
1: I think he was just like, you know what? Fuck. As long as he's not my fucking problem, like, girl, <laughs> <laughs> you you can misery him all you want. I don't know.
0: Just don't let me hear the screams.
1: <laughs> yeah. Officially, yeah. he doesn't exist, so I don't really have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: he he didn't want to. He didn't want to say. It. He didn't want to say it because he knew he would die. But he's just one week away from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he just does not give a shit about anything and that's why he wants Sir Cole to come onto the force so he can just duck
1: Yeah, out he's really like quickly. oh yeah you should totally sign up but he's been saying that's like every able-bodied person he passes <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> this crazed man who just appeared to town and thinks he's a knight yeah why not Perfect.
3: do it also best buddy, buddy, buddy comp movie ever those two <laughs>
0: yes
1: <laughs> I would watch that sequel to training day
3: last night on the force <laughs> oh, oh what you've done it oh i'm totally watching that in spring 2020 done guys <laughs> this is it we've we've we've, we've My made Netflix, our millions we are
1: available for uh for our consultation that's
3: it we're done now we don't have it have to work again we've got two beautiful scripts they're so hot i can barely touch them it's amazing <laughs> so what is everyone's scenes that could have saved this if if you know it was savable?
1: I would have liked just one just one where he goes like you know she's like trying to think of fun stuff to do with him or whatever and he's like oh is there a hanging (laughs) happening soon or any beheadings I love a good beheading and she's just like um yeah yeah and then they go to like maybe watch an execution at a supermax prison so she can be like no this is what executions are like now and it's like a fun thing because like times have changed
3: I don't know it could have been really fun and like they see they see I
1: just I got dark but it's kind of there's like tinsel in the little viewing room I don't know
3: and he's just like Freaking out, he's just crying his eyes out and he's like, This is fucking horrible.
1: <laughs> it's like a Charles Manson type in the chair.
3: Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so brilliant. That's, that's a really That's, so
1: that's compromising a relationship though. Just cause something yeah. isn't in her interest, like
0: You have to show interest in your partner's interest. Yeah. That's what you gotta do. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And if he wants to watch a good execution, I mean What are you gonna do? <laughs> he went to your dumb charity dinner, so <laughs> But,
3: uh, and sebastian how about you what what scene could have saved it for you
0: um, i don't know if more historical accuracy would have been the right move in no. this one. <laughs> uh a yeah. little bit more about the charity dinner i think i was worrying way too much about the details of these movies
1: because yeah. <laughs> <'cause
0: laughs> i love it the fine, i mean can we talk about the charity dinner for a second? Because it's a charity dinner for people without food or without meals during Christmas. But sure. then they sell the tickets, And I'm like, wait, I don't understand how that works. How are they raising money? That's for actually, like
3: a really good point. It seems like Vanessa Hutchinson's character is super rich. Like, it's not really explained, but, like, I think her dad was, like, uber wealthy. And, like, so she just throws money at things.
1: I mean, that house that she's living in. Yeah, that's not a... Is this yeah, that's Christmas not an inheritance? House? Yeah! <laughs> oh shit
3: we got him
0: confused <laughs> no just a little bit a little bit more like and that's just one example like i know it's a netflix christmas movie starring vanessa vanessa hudgens but like a little more in the plot like there's a huge yeah. plot hole with the night but some of the other things i'm just like ah, okay like there was a line at one point i think the sister told her she's like well besides the fact that he's like a 14th century knight He's the total package <laughs> and it's like, well yeah, that that's a big butt. <laughs> like,
1: that's a huge butt. Besides the fact that you could technically be taking advantage of a man who's lost his mind.
2: Yeah.
1: This is like meat cute. Yeah. <laughs> You're all set. With a different soundtrack, this would be a very different movie. Oh
0: yeah.
3: yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, how do you explain your relationship? Oh, where did you guys meet? Well, an old crone, she uh, bewitched me and sent me <laughs> 700 years into the future and she hit me with her car, and uh, that's about it, really. You know, yeah, typical... your classic boy yeah. meets girl. I
1: don't know. <laughs> anyway, now he's a cop. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. We promoted him. <laughs> Goodness.
1: What's your scene, Chad? To
3: be fair, it draws a lot from both of yours. So, again, a little bit more historical accuracy. And maybe don't send, have him be 700 years in, from the past. Maybe... 200 years or 100 years. So it kind of makes more sense. And also their views can be slightly more aligned. And especially, like, in today's climate, like, where things were so drastically different 100 years ago, if you had him be, like, come around and be like, oh my god, this is what tolerance is about. And this is what learning to love your fellow man is about. And it so shows, sort of, like, has this really nice underlying moral that, you know what, we don't have to be jerks. We can actually... You know, all get along. It would have been really cool to see Netflix take like a really strong stand in a dumb Christmas music. But they won't. No, no. But that would have been really cool. Yeah, I think also maybe potentially. You know, like he leaves, which is like a super bittersweet scene because like Vanessa Hutchins is like mm. such a nice, compassionate person, and she just wants the best for for Sir Cole. Uh, and so she's like, they send him back, yeah, which nice. is like really nice. But there was not enough like time in between him leaving and coming back that I was like, well, this is, this is not really emotionally charged enough. He's like gone for five, like five seconds and then he's back and it's like, oh, okay, everything's fine now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we didn't need to go through all that. (laughs) No. No. So would you guys watch this again?
1: I mean, yeah, for the outfits alone, like visually it's such a fun movie. It's, it's, you know, it's a delight.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, it is fun. I would, I, I equally would watch this again. Especially, like, if you're doing a, a Vanessa Hutchins run, you would watch this, oh, the three yeah. high school musicals, and you would watch the one that we did last year. What was it called? Um,
1: Princess Switch. The Princess
3: Witch was, which was, again, just delightful. Phenomenal. Oh, what a film. But yeah, yeah, I've got to agree with you. I would watch this again, even though Christmas Inheritance is a far better movie. Oh. Uh, agree- okay. disagree. <laughs> we will let the fans decide. <laughs> Well, Simone, <laughs> Simone and Sebastian, we've done it yet again. Thank you so much for yes. so Thank you for joining us, Sebastian. Have you had fun?
0: This was great. You guys got me into, as I was saying before, you guys got me into Netflix Christmas movies now, and I'm hooked. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to sit down on the couch like Sir Cole and just binge watch yeah. the crap out of them now.
1: Our apologies to your wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you might
0: yeah. get an angry letter or something from her.
1: <laughs> That's
3: fair. I, I understand yeah. that. But definitely watch the three Christmas Prince movies, watch that trilogy, oh. watch uh, was what was it called? Santa Pause. Do you remember that one?
1: No, I'm no, never watch Santa Pause. <laughs> that was horrible. That was horrible. That was <laughs> what horrible. Are you set me up. <laughs> Don't chat. I literally wanted to die watching that entire movie. It's
3: literally talking cats, Sebastian. It's horrible. It's. Oh, I think it's
1: Santa Claus, but Claus spelled C-L-A-W-S. W-S, W-S. Yeah.
3: yeah, it was fucking yeah. awful. Basically, like six kittens join Santa to help him uh, give gifts.
1: No, Santa has an allergic reaction oh, right, to the kittens, yeah. so they and then they have to try to save Christmas. I
3: feel like you've taken this a lot more on board than I have. A little bit suspicious there, Simone.
1: <laughs> I just am so angry about it a year later. <laughs> a year later. That.
3: Ah well, this brings the end to our Christmas movies. It's done. We've got one episode left for the rest of the year, and it's a very, very exciting one. But we're basically yeah. doing the worst of 2019. So the absolute pit. yes. Do you have any suggestions for us, Sebastian, of what we might want to feature on on our last episode for the year? Yeah, for sure. There's a
0: movie called The Christmas Inheritance. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> How very oh, dare shit. you! Oh, you pulled the you pulled a switcheroo and. I I'm not happy about
1: that, oh, uh, that, was oh, that but was no, um
0: i don't know i haven't i haven't seen too much this year that i can remember that i came yeah. out just fucking hating i started to watch mm-hmm. noel actually have you seen that one it's on disney plus it's like their big christmas know. movie this year oh. and that was the last oh. terrible experience i had watching 10 minutes of a movie and then shutting it off so oh.
1: Wow, okay. That's nice that you get to shut them off.
3: (laughs) I have that luxury now. oh man well thank you we we will take your, your films under advisement for next year for, <laughs> for next for next week's episode but it's going to be a very exciting time um, I think it's just going to be very loose very sort of uh, you know our best episodes are always the ones that are super duper chaotic so we have no idea what movies we're doing but if you guys have any suggestions of what you want us to do for the yeah. worst of 2019 let us know tell us in the comments tell us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter we'd love to hear from you and where are uh, what what are the handles for those, Simone?
1: On Facebook and Instagram, they can talk to us on Fresh Tomatoes Podcast, on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP, and they can email us at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail.com. Where can they find you, Sebastian?
0: Uh, I'm on all of social media Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook at Hidden Pixels Podcast, or on Discord, we have our own server, but yeah. we're also on the Robots Radio server as well. Uh, or email at inbixelspodcast
3: at gmail.com and guys seriously go listen to his podcast it's amazing it is so so delightful to listen to and you know while while you're telling us what movies you want to see featured on next week's worst of 2019 episode also leave us a comment leave us a rating we'd love to hear you we'd love to hear you know what other guests you would like whether you would like Sebastian back because whether you'd want him back or not we're inviting him back he's been an absolute delight he was so much he fun does. on this episode Aww. and if you want to fight us on that we will we will definitely fight you we will beat the crap out of you simone Mm. is terrifying and i know how to use my elbows so (laughs) (laughs) like
1: a like a windmill
3: like a like a weird goose that just flies off the handle (laughs) it sounds (laughs) terrible and on that really really weird note as we say at the end of every episode
0: we We love love you and
1: and there's nothing nothing you can can do do about it. it you have to say it too
3: oh we love you and there's nothing you
0: can do about it.
2: Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
0: My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. There's a
2: place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.